Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right! All right! right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus on Fox Sports Radio. The iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. So um, we got a lot of other football stuff to get to. I will tell you that uh, Bronny James has been officially cleared to rejoin USC and cleared for action. And, you know, Saturday night they take on Gonzaga. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a zoo around L.A. We'll see if he gets in then. They they throw him in. I, I guess my, my, my big thing is that... I look at Bronny, and I've seen him play a lot in high school, more so than most of these people. And I'm just very realistic about it. So if you think he's LeBron James, um, I mean, I guess he is in name, but he's not in terms of how how he actually plays as a player, right? That's like kind of the big thing is as a player, he's kind of a blend guy. He's not quite. Uh, he's probably six one, and he's a good shooter. He can dunk. He's a like for me and you. He's a good athlete, but not seen as a as a great athlete basketball wise. Laterally, um, and you know when you hear people say, "Well, you know his defense is outstanding," you're like talking about a star prospect's defense is like talking about a girl's personality, right? Tells you what he's he is missing. So I just, I guess I just want to be the guy that's really balanced in that I think, I think he, I, I think he's going to be a really good college basketball player eventually. All freshmen struggle at some point. Uh, he hasn't had some of these early games. I don't know how many he'll have, but if your expectations are like his dad to come in to the NBA and have 30 in his first night, like that's not going to happen. Um, and I think that, again, if we're being fair, a good amount of the hype is not his fault. Some of it's the fault of his dad. You know, like I'm not going to absolve his dad at all from, from, from the hype because his dad has been the one that says he wants to play with Bronny in the pros. And he was the one who tweeted out that Bronny's better than guys that playing in the NBA, which is, 
offensive and laughable, but he's also a dad and dads are blinded by love. So, I mean, we're all blinded by love with our kids, you know, um, in addition to society. But I just wanted people to know, like, understand, like, he's good. He's a good player. I'd love to have him on my team. Um, but I, he's in no way ready to play in the NBA. And I'm going to guess he's not going to be completely ready to play in college. Keep in mind that if we're being honest, last year when he played in high school, he was not one of the top five, maybe not one of the top ten players in his high school basketball league, the Mission League. It's arguably the best league in the country. Okay? But, like, let's – I'm just making sure that – again, that I did not say he stinks. I did not say he can't play. Can play – will be a good player. And honestly, I think the way in which he plays, being kind of a blend player, playing off the basketball, just making shots, not needing to go one-on-one, because he wouldn't do that. This would allow him to someday potentially play in the NBA, and I think he'll get a shot, obviously, because his dad's going to make it so. So, you know, at that level, if you can guard and you can make shots and stay away from the ball and you're just tough enough, he's a lot smaller than you think. But this idea that he'll come in, if you think that he'll look like the Kentucky guys have, I I think, you know, I, I think you're in for a bit of a surprise. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings pick six app, then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DOUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DOUG only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. (laughs) What does the Fox say? Here's LeVar Arrington talking about Aaron Rodgers' potential return this season. He is now once again, and he's never really gone away. Zach Wilson did an excellent job by playing just well enough, but bad enough where he stole the headlines. He became more of the headlines of of the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers has taken it back. And now he is giving, you know, that sacrifice that Robert Salas talking about, he's taking the anger and the disappointment of Jets fans, and he's refocusing their attention onto something positive. That's all they got he's right now. He's moving the goalposts. Well, give give them credit, but he's not coming back. There's oh. a difference. There's a difference. This is we, seven on seven. Cut this I get and it. Save this if he does come back here. Oh, I love weeks. it. I, it will sound amazing. I'll sound Hold on, amazingly will, horrible. It will, if, if but it, you will not love it because you do not like admitting this sort of thing. I no, it. I don't like admitting when I'm wrong. Okay. I, I really don't. I love but, it at all. But you you don't think that. The fact that he's even back at this point would would cause some reservations that, for you to be so bold. I think he's that that's phenomenal back. that he's back and he's throwing the ball at this point and has been cleared to do different activities. But he's not coming back. I do think he's coming back, um, but I don't. I don't think it's this. Just it all goes back to what we said yesterday, and you've seen various levels of people saying the same thing. Some people saying it's simply for attention. Other people saying, agreeing with me, where he just wants to do it because people say you can't do it. Right? That that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That's absolutely who he is. I want to do it. Just why? Because you said I couldn't do it. You know, you said I couldn't play this long. I decided to play this long. You said I couldn't win the MVP again. I won the MVP again. You said I couldn't come back from the ACL. That's just that's inherently who he is. Um, and I also think that there's, there is something there to where he, it's great for culture building in that even if they're not in the playoff hunt, if he won't, or they're in the playoff hunt, but they're not likely to make the playoffs. If he still wants to be out there, I think that that builds well towards the future that look, you, what, why ever, however he's doing it, whatever his logic behind doing it is. The reality is it can be sold as, look, man, this guy really cares about playing football and is willing to put his body aside and to work extra. Like, I, I think there's a lot of good things. I, I don't have this negative perception like there's something nefarious kind of at work there. I'm just just not, not how I how I view it. But let's see how it plays out first. 
Okay, this, though this is a good one. This is Michael Irvin talking about the Cowboys heading in their game against the Seahawks. We talked about it after that game, the San Francisco game, and I, and I went, I told you I spoke with Dak, and I told you they, they demarked this moment. And, and you asked me, what, what, what did CD text me? I said, they're cooking with grease. Yep. They have been on fire ever right. since, and they have been cooking with grease. Now, my confidence is about an eight, and it's always been that. I mean, it's been that before 15 interceptions last year and even after the 15 interceptions last year with the, because I considered last year to be an exception, not the norm. Dak has taken care of the ball pretty good over his career. Last year, when he had this, 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 this issue and a lot of those interceptions were going off hands and everything, it, people made it such a thing. Even though he was still carving out a 12-win season, they made it such a thing that now in your mind and in most people's mind, Dak has had a career throwing interceptions like Brett Favre. Folks, that's just not the reality. That's what it does when they just say this so many times in your head. It's not the reality. So my faith in Dak and Dak taking care of the football has always been pretty good. Yes, he had that bleep last year. But, but I'm confident now. Um, yeah, I I just, no one's going to believe anything, going to believe anything about, uh, about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys until they do it against a big time opponent. And the Seahawks are just not a big time opponent. So this is just one of those, Hey, like I hear you. I get you. I understand you. I, I, I totally get that. You're what you're trying to tell me, but show me against somebody that matters and it'll matter to me. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are 10-1, and one, best team in the league situationally, great roster, got to the Super Bowl last year. They are so good in close games. I mean, I've never seen anything quite like it, right? But is there a downside to that? Oh, there is. We went back seven years, Super Bowl champs, 10-plus point wins. You see, teams that win the Super Bowl flex. They blow out teams. Now, you know that in college, but it's true in pro football. If you go to the last seven Super Bowl champs, Patriots had 10 wins over 10 points. Eagles, 2017, Nick Foles, 7. Patriots, 8. Chiefs, 7. Bucks, 8. Rams, 6. Chiefs, 7. If you go back a decade, there's only one exception. Denver Broncos, 2015, but that was that Brock Osweiler, old Peyton Manning circus year. Right? Like they couldn't get the quarterback thing right. And that was also the best defense we've all probably seen in the last 10 years. Philly doesn't have that. In fact, in NFL history, Philadelphia has the second worst point differential for any team that's won 10 of their first 11. They don't flex because they can't flex. I Listen, I... I... I'm completely on board if people say that Philadelphia is a little bit underwhelming this year, considering uh, how good they were last year, the depth of talent, you know, having people back, all of that stuff. But it's like at some point we have to admit they just keep winning games, right? They just keep winning games. And as long as they win games, there's not much else we can say about it. That's the reality. Like, what, what am I supposed to say to take a shot at a team when, you know, they, they just keep winning? And if you just keep winning, there's not, I, I can't. So, no, they don't flex. They don't blow people out. They allow people. To, and 
it is you let people hang around that much or you fall behind early and you run the risk of being beaten, especially in the playoffs. We got all of that. I think the Niners are better. But you actually have to beat the you have to beat the Eagles in order to be better, and people just can't finish them off. So we'll see how this last month of the season plays out. But it does feel like every week's been on repeat, right? Where we we think that somebody's going to clip the Eagles, and they just can't do it. That's the Fox set. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's check in with Jared Smith. He's our Fox Sports Radio betting analyst. He's co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger, Brian Noe. There's each Saturday between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern time. Listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates or the iHeartRadio app, which is presented by BetMGM. Uh, okay, Brett. We, okay, Jared, we have, we have championship games, championship weekend. This should be a whole lot of fun. SEC, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, and the Pac-12. I guess let's, let's start. They're all interesting, right? Let's start, with, um, let's start with the Big 12 
Because as of now, Texas appears to be the odd man out or odd men out, right? And they're taking on Oklahoma State, who's won eight of their last ten against Texas. But Texas has looks like dominating personnel against an Oklahoma State team that somehow has gotten to 9-3. and three. This is a 15-point line in Arlington with a 55-point total. Who do you like? Yeah, so if I, if I came on your show before the season started, Doug, and I told you Oklahoma State would be playing in the Big 12 title game, you might not have had me back. You'd be like, that kid's crazy. Uh, no shot this year. Um, and I think a lot of the win expectancy numbers for Oklahoma State kind of say the same thing because they won nine games this year, but they were only expected to win four and a half. So I, I think just Oklahoma State being in this game is a big surprise. Now, the fact that the game is very early in the day – to me, tells me that Texas is going to be highly motivated to create margin because they still have everything in front of them, right? Florida State still could lose later in the day. You could see Alabama, Georgia game still playing out later today. So I think Texas is going to be very – obviously, both teams are motivated. But if Texas can create margin in this game, I think they will. So I, I think when you look at the defense for Texas, obviously Oklahoma State's going to try to run the ball. Um, Gordon's been fantastic this year. But you look at Texas's defense, and that's the one thing that they do well. I mean, you cannot run on Texas. They're top five in defensive line yards, allowed success rate. I mean, every single run metric we look at this year, Texas is fantastic. That means the ball is going to be in Alan Bowman's hands a lot this year through two picks last week, more interceptions than touchdowns this season. They are going to need Alan Bowman to be absolutely fantastic. I don't see that taking place. Uh, I see this more in the number now getting out to almost 17. It certainly looks like the money's coming in on Texas and the over is how I would uh, see this one playing out on Saturday. Texas in the over at 17. That's a lot of points, but I, I, feel, I hear you. I, I feel like athletically this should be a mismatch, but somehow Oklahoma State has done well against Texas over so many, so many years. Um, okay, let's continue to move down in terms of let's go in chronological order. Okay, Georgia, Alabama. Okay, Alabama at eight. Of course, they lost to Texas at home. They're a five-and-a-half-point dog. Taking on the dogs, the total is 54-and-a-half. Yeah, isn't this wild? Georgia's thirtieth straight win. If they if they get this one on on Saturday, I mean that is just the next level dominance. And the irony is, the last loss was to Bama in the SEC title two years ago. Georgia still made the college football playoff, and then they beat Bama in the national championship. So it, it just everything always comes full circle with these two teams, right? I mean they have been at the top of the college football pecking order for some time now. Um, the market early in the week, I would say we're kind of bouncing around. I think you've got really sharp people on both sides of this number. It looks like Georgia at four was the play, and then we got to six, and then Bam at six was the play, and now we're kind of sitting in no man's land at five. I think you look at Alabama's offense over the last four games. That's where I really see an uptick. 46 points, nearly 500 yards per game. They're running it well. Jalen Murrow's completing passes. He's not taking as many sacks. You've got the playmaker starting to emerge. Bond makes the crazy play on fourth and 31 last week. He's really been coming on. And then you've got McClellan in the backfield. Trey Burton's kind of been their guy all year. And I think this Georgia defense, I can poke a lot of holes in this Georgia defense. I mean, they're outside the top 30 in overall efficiency. This is Georgia we're talking about. They're 93rd against the run this year. I mean, that is insane. They're allowing about 40 more rushing yards per game than they were last year. So I think if, if, if 
Georgia's defense is not going to really, you know, give us that top, top notch, uh, you know, quality we're used to. Alabama could throw the ball down the field and move it a little bit. And on the other side, I think Georgia, I mean, we talked about this. I feel like we've talked about this for two years now, Doug. Georgia's an offensive team. Like that's their identity right now. And I think Carson Beck is really starting to feel himself. You're seeing Bowers get a little healthier. Uh, McConkey's a star. They can run the ball. I mean, I, I think Alabama's defense hasn't been as buttoned up in years past. Their run defense is outside the top 100 and, and they've really got and bang. They've gotten, frankly, pretty fortunate this year. They got beat up by Texas pretty good in that game, and then they faced Ole Miss with a banged-up receiver group. They faced Texas A&M without their quarterback. Jaden Daniels got hurt in the LSU game. Uh, the balls you know, moved it up and down. So both defenses, Bama and Georgia, I do not think are those normal units we're used to. So I think the best play for this game, and it's probably one of my favorite plays of the weekend, is the over. Okay, let's continue down in terms of chronological order with Jared Smith, our Fox Sports Radio betting analyst. Um, Two games, uh, both at uh, uh, at night. They'll be going at the same time. Uh, let's start with Michigan, number two in the country, taking on Iowa. Obviously, Iowa defensively, cha- uh, offensively challenged. The line's twenty one and a half. Now, the the Big Big Ten West has not won a conference championship game. Period. Uh, the total is thirty four. So the total is thirty four, <laughs> and the line is twenty one and a half. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm I'm. Thanking the heavens, this is the last year of this farce uh, of the Big Ten West. And if you just look at what they've done this year, like the Big Ten West is always down, but usually one team kind of overexceeds expectations. I guess you could say it's Iowa, um, but they've been very fortunate this year because their schedule has been an absolute utter disaster. And then you look at the rest of the Big Ten West. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska all stayed under their season win total. Northwestern was the only other team that went over, but according to the luck metric, they were the fourth luckiest team in the country. They should have stayed under. They won seven games, but their expected number was just four and a half. And again, Iowa's schedule is is a cakewalk because of that. Um, and I just I, I don't see them creating anything in this game. Now, you want to make the argument that Iowa's defense has been very good this year, right? If you want to create the path to how Iowa covers this game, their defense is top 10 against the run, and they're top 10 at points per trip inside the 40-yard line. So you get them, Michigan drives it down, and then they stall out, kick a field goal here, kick a field goal there. All of a sudden, you know, it's 17-3 in the fourth quarter or something like that, and Iowa has a chance to keep this in the number. The problem is if Deacon Hill makes one mistake, and this is a guy, Deacon Hill, he's a 300-pound quarterback. He almost he struggles with his mobility, obviously, but also he's not very accurate. 14 turnover-worthy plays to just five touchdowns this year. Out of 128 qualifying quarterbacks, Deacon Hill is 127th in QBR. I mean, he is the worst quarterback in the Power Five, according to what the efficiency numbers say. So Iowa's defense is going to have to carry the mail. But when they went to Happy Valley this year, it was 31 nothing. So to me, that's kind of how I see this score playing out. I don't know. If Iowa scores a touchdown, they should stop the game like they did when LeBron, you know, passed the record the other night because that's going to be, that's going to be a feat in itself. But I, I just see one-way traffic Michigan. I think one defensive play for Michigan to create a turnover, I think, gets them to cover here. And I don't see Iowa finding the end zone. Uh, okay, let's go to the other championship game in the ACC. Played the same time. Louisville uh, taking on, who you know just lost last week, taking on Florida State. Florida State's 12-0 and in the year. Uh, and right now they're positioned to be in the playoffs, even though they're playing with a backup quarterback. As uh, Tate Rodemaker has come in, five touchdown, five touchdowns, no interceptions um, in, in his you know mop up duty. Although they just survived Florida on the road, beat Northern Alabama, North Alabama after the loss. 
Um, this is a two-and-a-half-point line right now with a total of 47-and-a-half. I'm surprised that – so obviously the early money came on Louisville after – it, it, I was surprised to see that. I was really surprised after Louisville lost to Kentucky last week. But the early money came in on Louisville. We saw this line get pushed down to, to below three. And at that point, I was expecting Florida State money to step in. I bet Florida State minus two and a half earlier in the week, and I thought to myself, there's no way this doesn't get back up to three. It hasn't yet. I still think it could. So I still think if you bet Florida State at two and a half, I think you're making a good bet. I, I think if you, if you really dive into the game last week, I thought Rodemaker handled himself pretty well. So this is his first start in this you know new era of him uh, you know with this undefeated team. Swamp at night rivalry game. You know they had bowl eligibility on the line. They were down twelve nothing in the game, and their average starting field position in the first half was their eighteen yard line. So Mike Norvell obviously had to be a little bit more conservative with the game plan early in the game. And, and Florida State eventually found their sea legs, and they won it by two scores. I know Florida kind of you know imploded at the end there, and that's usually what happens in these rivalry games when one team knows they're going to lose. It just kind of goes off the rails. But I, I thought Rodemaker handled himself okay, and it's ironic because last year he replaced. Travis in this Louisville game on the road. They trailed in the second half. Rodemaker led two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. Johnny Wilson went absolutely bananas and, and Florida State won that game. So it, I think he has a little more experience and a little more moxie to him than maybe um, we expect. Now, Louisville's defense is solid. They're top 20 against the run, but overall they've struggled over the last three weeks. They gave up 38 to Kentucky. They made Devin Leary look like an all-star. Gave up 31 to Miami. Tyler Van Dyke was benched and he was on one leg and he still you know threw over 300 yards in that game. And then the UVA freshman quarterback, Calandria, went bananas against them three weeks ago. So I, I think Florida State, with the weapons on the outside, Coleman and Wilson, I, I really think they have a chance uh, to push the ball down the field and have some explosive ability here. Now, Louisville, their top corner, Jarvis Brownlee, um, keep an eye on his injury status this week. Uh, former Florida State transfer, and he played in that game last year against Johnny Wilson and got toasted. So that's a nice motivational chip, I think, if they get him back healthy. Florida State's defense has been up and down this year. But you look at the snap count against Florida, they really started to, to, to let their big dogs eat, right? We didn't see Verse a whole lot this year. Well, he played his second highest snap count of, of the year last season. So it almost was like Florida State was gearing up for this game. This was always the goal. We saw a lot of their defensive stars kind of manage the snaps early in the season. I think they're rested and I think they're healthy. Whereas Louisville's played three high leverage games in a row and they don't have as much depth. So I, I think under a field goal, Florida State's the play here. Awesome stuff. Jared Smith, check out Countdown to Kickoff on Fox Sports Radio. Um, And, of course, you can listen to him every Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Jared, you're the best. Appreciate you joining us. Have a good one. Good luck, guys. Let's find out who's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Kyle Shanahan is the first on my list of people that annoy me today. Um, yesterday, I thought Jason Kidd was being disingenuous when he told the reporter that uh, positive news sells and they could write about positive stuff. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's turn to be disingenuous. He was um, he was asked why his 49ers are favored in Philadelphia this week. Bother you at all that you guys are the favorites going into this game? They're the home team. They, they've lost one game, but you're the favorites. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't really know how that stuff works, so um, I don't really know why. But it is random. So um, this is how it works, and this is my understanding of how it works. Uh, Oddsmakers set a line 
based on their expertise um, and are often very accurate. And then the betting public adjusts the line by how much money is on each side. Um, that's how it works. That's pretty easy. I thought everyone knew that. And I, th- I know Kyle Shanahan knows that. Um, it's a, I guess it's a creative way to answer to the question that why are you favored? But he knows how betting works. Betting's legal now. So, like, I think his old man could have played dumb on this because you weren't supposed to talk about gambling when, when Shan- Mike Shanahan was coaching. But now it's kind of – it's. I, I swear, the only thing keeping the NFL afloat interest-wise, not even afloat, but thriving, is ga- the gambling money. So you might as well just talk the language um, and just tell the fans, yeah, I love being favored. It's great. It, it tells me that people think a lot of my team. Um, Joel, can we play this back again? It would be more appropriate, I think, Doug, if I were to say, Kyle Shanahan, how how do they put that Rubik's Cube back together? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't really know how that stuff works, so um, I don't really know why. But it is random. Doug, uh, Kyle Shanahan being disingenuous about the, the betting line. Um, yeah, I mean, especially Kyle's a younger dude. The it's 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 bullshit. Right, that's what it is, and you're annoyed by bullshit. I get it completely. Well, I don't know how they come up with that. Like, but, but, but what's weird is, you know, he obviously grew up in a coach's household, and that's kind of how old coaches would kind of handle it. You know, where they they act they they play dumb, and he's not dumb. It's annoying. The um, cost of college quarterbacks. The Matt Rule said the quiet part out loud yesterday. What an interesting soundbite this is by uh, Nebraska head coach Matt Rule as he's talking about um, quarterbacks on the transfer portal. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. Now, Doug, you've spent. Uh, hours of time on a radio <laughs> show and this podcast talking about NIL and transfer portal and what needs to be done or what can't be done or whatever. But like hearing a a major college head coach just speak matter of factly about the cost of a player in a transfer portal to me, it, this is kind of like maybe. Maybe for me, I know you've been on this for a while, but for me, it just kind of reaches a point where there's just so so many things that are unseemly <laughs> about this. It it just it I don't know what it is exactly, but it doesn't make me feel good about college athletics. Well, the first thing is I don't know his numbers feel inflated. Like there's not a bunch of teams with six or seven million dollar quarterbacks. Let's just kind of be honest. Right? What well, we were, I believe. The Caleb Williams thing is in that neighborhood over what's potentially a three-year deal. You know, if he comes back, that's that's what it essentially equates to. I think it's fairly backloaded. So part of it is what guys say they get and what they actually get. Usually what they're actually getting is far less than what they're saying they're getting. But, yes, it, it just it feels weird. And um, it's completely... <laughs> I mean, the whole calling it NIL is such bullshit. You know, it's it's like classic. Like, yeah, well, they need to get paid for the name. The name image likeness isn't valuable. It's just not. It's absolutely not. 
You know, and when I say isn't valuable, I mean not valuable to the to the tune of a million dollars a year or even close to it. Like the easiest thing to do is just go and go, hey, man, you can get a percentage, a small percentage of every jersey sold with your name on it. See how that works. See how little money they they get. But the other part to it is like this is there's so many other. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? There's so many other little parts to this which make it hard to manage, you know? Um, and um, and I, I said, uh, you know, it, it's just, it can be really hard to manage. But, like, here's the thing. Okay, so you bring in a kid, and now Matt Rule tells you that he's making a million dollars a year. It doesn't matter if they are or aren't or not. Any of these quarterbacks, and there's so many of them in the portal, the assumption is going to be this is what they're making. Okay, so now you have a kid who's been in the program not making that sort of money. Is there an even playing field with with who gets to play? Or do you automatically play the guy who's making the most money? Because if you don't play that guy, not only is you know, not only does that kid get ticked, and does whoever his agent is get ticked about sending you players in the future, but whoever paid that bill to, to, for the million dollars. They're like, well, why am I going to, you're going to keep asking me for more money for new players. And this guy either isn't good enough or you're not giving him a chance. Meanwhile, you have players that are there. It's so fucked up. You cannot possibly like here's the best way it was described to me when forever I was telling people this was the wrong way to go was we have a system, which is not perfect, but benefits about 99% of the kids. And we're trying to make it perfect, and it's going to benefit far less. Far less. Yeah, well put. Uh, Postage stamps, Doug. I thought about this uh, this morning. Huge news. Um, The legendary UCLA head basketball coach, John Wooden, is going to be honored on a postage stamp next year. Yeah. only the second basketball coach to ever be on a postage stamp. I think here's the problem, Doug. Who buys stamps? Who buys stamps anymore? I think there are a couple of people probably out of our demo in their 80s and 90s that still collect stamps. I think that's still a thing. Um, I don't know what the value is of that market. But um, a couple of years ago, it really kind of hit me t- between the eyes about postage stamps. A friend of mine um, paid for uh, concert tickets. And I'm like, hey, what's your Venmo? He's like, man, I don't do that. Just put a check in the mail. And then you start thinking about how much of an inconvenience simply putting a check in the mail is. First of all, you got to find your checkbook. Then you got you to gotta find a stamp or you go down and you buy one stamp. Because if you buy a book of stamps, it'll last you 10 years. And then you have to be, you know, put it in the mailbox. It was such an inconvenience. There was like three steps way too many for him just to say, I don't Venmo. <laughs> but it struck me at that point that um, I think postage stamps are just about, um, what do you call it, non-existent. I think maybe for your like Amazons of the world and uh, maybe maybe companies that do a lot of shipping, I guess it's, it's postage is still a thing. But this like stamp that you put on envelopes that has John Wooden on it. Are you going to run out and grab a book of these, Doug? I actually do have stamps. Actually, there are some bills that I pay with, with those stamps. But wow, that's yes, old school, man. I am. I am old school. Um, and it feels so weird to write anything. Right? You ever write somebody, hand, hand write a note? 
Ooh, I'm awful. So I've become an awful cursive writer. Yeah. That's who I am as well. It's like an uh, atrophied terrible, muscle. Terrible penmanship. Completely <laughs> awful penmanship. <laughs> um, so postage stamps, um, that whole NIL and transfer portal thing, and Kyle Shanahan and acting stupid. Um, I'm going to say, what was the first one? Kyle Shanahan being disingenuous about gambling. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knows the NFL is who, where they are, who they are because of gambling. And then acting like, well, I don't know what that stuff was. Like, that's just lying to us. That's Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. I saw, I saw you tweet about this. Now... You're on your Twitter timeline, our listeners could go and watch the entire exchange. It, it is fascinating. But um, the stuff that fits into this segment is Elon Musk sat down, I think it was with a New York Times writer. It looked like some kind of uh, Can you play the whole thing? Conference. I know what you want to I know what you want to play. Can you play the whole thing though cuz it's so Yeah, I mean, well, let's play the meat and then I, I can get like the 4 minutes and play it. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Bobby and Bob Iger, correct? I mean... I, it, it, that's one of those. There's people who are laughing, and but then he went on to ask, like, well, you're going to bankrupt the company. Well, you know, well, Earth will judge us. That's what he said. Earth will, Earth will judge us. It was just so bizarre. There's no real other way to describe that other than man, that was really, really bizarre. What he just did, isn't there? I mean, like, can you can you think of another better word than that? Where, like his literally his head of sales is sitting right there, and he and they're like, "Oh, your head of sales is right here. How's she supposed to sell this stuff?" Yeah. I think that there was a there definitely was a contradiction in the middle there. It was like he tells the advertisers to go f themselves, and then at some point he gets around to, and like you said, the host did a pretty good job. He gets around to saying that if he has no advertising, then the company will fail, and he'll just end it and end Twitter and X. So it's like okay, like it it, it was interesting because he seemed to not care about the advertising, but then he said, "Well, yeah, the business will go away if there's no advertising." <laughs> so, but then, no, and then he awful. said, "But but you know they'll they'll judge us as like like he's somehow going to win some war by proving people right by by you know being right that advertise." And then I thought the host did a really good job of saying like, "Well, wouldn't they say that you, um, uh, that you were the one?" That end of the company? So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's really, that one's really hard. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Uh, it's hard work giving you this many winners on College Hoops, but I guess I will do it for you once again. That's exactly what I'm just going to. I'm going to do this for you once again because I'm that type of that type of guy. Um, maybe this is uh, my proximity to the game, but I'm actually at Oklahoma State going to watch the Creighton game. 
uh, in person. Creighton is 15th in the country. Only one loss to Colorado State, who we've seen to be pretty good. Oklahoma State, 3-3. Three and three. They're an eight-point dog at home. Give me Oklahoma State in the eight points. You're welcome. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show daily, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or right here wherever you download podcasts. I'm Doug Gottlieb. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.